everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I hope not. The word they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the BBFC podcast. I'm Joe and in this episode of the podcast I'm joined by uh, BBFC Head of Education Lucy Brown. How are you doing Lucy? I'm good. Good stuff. Now um, just before we begin I think we should let people know that we're changing the format slightly of the BBFC podcast so what we're going to be doing is slightly shorter episodes but we're going to be releasing them more frequently um, so please do let us know uh, what you think about that. So let's jump straight in. Lucy, we're looking at uh, Django. Now, obviously, this isn't the only Django film that's out there, and obviously everyone will remember Quentin Tarantino's uh, recent um, Django Unchained film, which uh, I guess paid homage to this. Um, But what is Django about, Lucy, and why do you gain such notoriety? Right, well, um, thanks for having me on. Um, Django's an Italian spaghetti western. It was directed by Sergio Corbucci. And it's notorious for lots of reasons. Um, It was banned by the BBFC. It's also got um, a sort of bigger place, if you like, in in Western films, because Django himself is a character that's featured in several different Westerns. As you say, Tarantino, is. it's widely reported how how influenced he was by this film and how much he likes it. Um, What's really good about looking at the file, though, is that there's a bigger story behind its rejection and actually... um, there was quite a lot of contact over the years, particularly in the 1970s, between the board and various distributors who wanted to release it in the UK. So if we look into the file, um, what can we actually see uh, from, from the time? We can see that in 1967, the examiners saw it and, and um, recommended that it be denied a certificate at all. And that was a fairly robust recommendation. Um, the main reason cited was the violence, and the film was seen as an incredibly violent film with uh, many, many deaths and with, as I say, this brooding anti-hero um, and quite a lot of sort of nasty scenes as well. So there's a quite famous scene with an ear, for example. I can see you've got a lot of printouts. Uh, I guess there are examiner's reports from the time, so it looks like there's quite a lot of back and forth. Yeah, what's interesting about the file is you can see all the letters between the BBFC secretaries and the distributors. So John Trevelyan, who was BBFC secretary in the 1960s when it came in, he concurred with the examiners after he viewed the film. So the examiners recommended the film be rejected. The company asked him to reconsider. He did, um, and much as would happen today, and watch the film. Um, and he described the violence as excessive and nauseating um, in his letter to them. And he said that also, crucially, it wouldn't be possible to cut Django for X. Um, what's interesting is not long later, about five years later, um, the company another company has the chance to buy this film and they ask the new secretary of the BBFC, Stephen Murphy, um, whether he will consider watching the film again and consider whether it can be passed uh, past the X. Now what's really interesting I thought about this is that Murphy gives us a fascinating insight into the background um, of the time. So the company say, will you watch it again? And Stephen Murphy says, I've looked at the paper on the film Django and I must say, though we would certainly be willing to look at this film again, the 1967 report really does not look very hopeful. So he's he's preparing them for the bad news. Then he also goes on to say, I'm not sure whether you realise that our major problem here is not so much that there has been a great increase in violence in films as that there has been a very considerable increase in the sensitivity of the critics to it. For example... Though the violence in Straw Dogs is intense, there is virtually very little of it. 
I really cannot say other than that. Although you are very welcome to send in Django, it seems to me an unlikely candidate. So he's, I, th- I think it's quite sweet that he's not only gone and looked at looked at the report and and you know sort of assessed whether he thinks that that lapse of time, that five years, has changed people's minds, but he's gone into quite a lot of detail there with the distributor about the the, the landscape the BBFC is operating in and this heightened concern about violence, and so he's te- he's telling them that that he thinks it's a no go. Interestingly, they they didn't submit. Right, right. So how long was it until the board actually saw the film again? Well, actually, not that long. Um, it was only two years later another company gets uh, Django and they decide to submit it. Now, the other thing I perhaps should have said is that X had changed. So when Django came in and was rejected in 1967, X meant you had to be over 16. In the 1970s, that changed and X became over 18. Um, so that's a different ball game, isn't it? That's an adult-only category. And I think the thinking behind the 1974 submission was, well, even more time has gone past and the X is now a very um, robust category for adults only. So perhaps there's a chance for this film to be seen. And what's interesting when you, you look through the reports from that point is that there begins to be a diversity of opinion. So some of the examiners are are more open to the idea of passing it with cuts than others. So with the change to the X um, classification becoming um, 18s only, it's sort of slowly becoming our modern 18 classification that we recognise today. Um, so given that it was a more restrictive category when Django came in again, what, what did the board ultimately decide to, uh, to do? They, they, there was a lot of discussion, but ultimately they decided um, that they would sustain the rejection. So um, I, I got the internal, internal memo here and it says... Um, they, they talk about the specific stronger incidences, including a hand pulping and an ear slicing and some whipping scenes, including the character Maria being whipped at the beginning. Um, and they wondered for a while whether they could be removed or reduced to get an 18. But they conclude, however, we've decided to sustain the rejection of Django because of the loving dwelling on violence, which really is the sole raison d'etre for the film. The total number of dead, often to very little purpose, must be well into three figures by the end. So it's the impact of the the full film with all the violence that they still have uh, an issue with and they think is not going to be accepted by people at at X, which was, as you say, 18. That's interesting. So, I mean... Obviously, as people who are regulators will know, our, our guidelines are based on public consultation, which means that they change over time. Um, and obviously, uh, filmmakers and films have changed in the years um, coming uh, forward as well. So, looking at Django now, um, how does it how is it judged against current BBFC guidelines? Um, what ultimately happened to the film? Well, what ultimately happened? There was there's two more stages to the story. That's what's so interesting about um, about this film. So, in the 1990s, it comes in again, and the BBFC concludes that it can now be contained at 18. So, by the 90s. Um, We've moved on from X to 18. We have the very similar to now of a range of certificates. And they felt that in the light of films that were around, starting from the sort of 70s and 80s, it, it could be passed. Then, 11 years later, it came in again. And by then, in 2004, there were BBFC guidelines for the examiners to refer to. They were published. There'd been all the public consultation. And it was actually decided that the film now stood much better at 15 because although the violence is strong and some of the scenes still have some impact some considerable impact when I rewatched it for now I, I could see you could see why there was there was a problem with it but you can also see that really it's much better placed in today's 
in today's world at 15. Um, the violence is moderately bloody, um, but at 15 now, the guidelines allow for strong violence, although not violence that um, dwells on the infliction of pain and injury or that veers into more sadistic violence or strong sadistic violence. And what Django's doing is strong violence in a very clear Western context. It's, it's anyone who's seen any spaghetti Westerns or indeed modern modern Westerns will will see how Django fits into that and that it really isn't the strongest sort of example of that violence. Sure, so it's gone from reject to 18 to 15, which is... That's right, it's taken quite a journey. Yeah, quite an interesting sort of example of how sort of public perceptions and our standards change over time. Well, that's what I really like about being able to look through the files because you get these sort of lovely insights into how the real men and women who were examining the films are responding and also into the world they were living in and it's easy to judge the past um, but it's nice to actually get a better picture where you can you can understand why they were making those decisions. Yeah that's true because I mean obviously we're used to seeing westerns we know the conventions that they follow but um, at the time I suppose a lot of this would have been new you know or, or at least pushing a boundary that hadn't been pushed against before. Yeah, I mean, I think also Westerns were have always been fairly popular and they were very popular in the 1970s, but this was a... Django is part of that sort of 1960s, 1970s move into much tougher Westerns. Sure. And so it sort of, in its time, was probably um, shocking for the excess of violence, if, if, if nothing else. Well, thanks, Lisa. It's a really um, interesting um, insight into that particular film, one I, one I hadn't really been aware of myself. Um, if people do want to find out more, um, I gather we're going to be pu- publishing some of these, uh, the, some of the paperwork that you have in front of you um, on the from the archive um, page of our website. Is that right? That's right. Um, including the reports, which are, just have, as I say, these absolutely lovely insights, like examiners saying, um, "This is a wonderful." but slow-moving cult spaghetti western that I saw in India in the early 1970s. Imagine my surprise to read on the file that it was rejected twice by the board. So they, they, they've they read through the file and been delighted themselves, so now people will get the chance to do that. So they'll be published. But also, um, we're asking uh, listeners if they want to email us in and tell us other films they'd like to find out more about. That's right, yeah, and there'll be a page available for people to do that um, on, on our podcast uh, section of the website. And um, we'll put more details of that in the uh, on the page of this podcast posted on. Or they could tweet us at BBFC and tell us films that they'd like to know more about. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's more interesting stuff in that we can uh, can look into. Okay, Lucy, thank you very much. Thank you.